Hello and welcome to the pod. I'm Taylor. And I'm Ethan. And this is You Must Be Bored. Take us away, E. This is episode three. If you're listening to this and you've made it to episode three. Uh, Congratulations. You. Yes, thank you. We are flattered. Um, Still seeing surprisingly high amount of people listening to this, and I did not expect that. So um, once again, uh, thank you for listening to this because um, we're just two dudes chatting. But just that's what it is. That's, that's, also, it a sidebar. Yes. We listened back to episode two. We know the audio quality dropped off a little bit. We tried recording with video on episode two. Um, so we went back to audio only. So hopefully the audio quality bumps back up a little bit. Yeah, I could tell because behind the scenes again, first episode we recorded and we couldn't see each other. And then I was like, well, I missed seeing Taylor's face. So I was like, That's let's so, record. That is so kind of you. It is so kind of just like looking at your beautiful face. <laughs> let's do episode two where we can actually look at each other. And I just felt like it would make the flow of conversation go better. Um, I think because, it did. Uh, because um, there were several times, Taylor, where you were looking at me and you muted your mic because you were having this coughing fit. And you were giving me the vamp. The vamp. <laughs> vamp it up. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I suck at small talk, <laughs> but I'm just going to keep talking. Um, but So it was useful in that aspect. But then whenever we downloaded the MP3, uh, the audio quality was uh, significantly worse. So yeah. we're back so to hopefully, not being able to see each other. Hopefully our quick uh, analyzation of that fixes it, because if not, who knows? Oh, yeah. So what, what, what do we have on today? the docket? Oh, wow. Look <laughs> at us. Jinx, you owe me a soda. Okay, look at that. You, you want to die? Before we get into the nitty gritty, how was your day? You know what? My day was actually pretty awesome. I took the dog on a three-mile walk today. It yeah. was like 70, 70 degrees out. So anytime the weather's good right now, I'm taking full advantage of it. How's your day? Uh, it was it, it was also very pleasurable. Uh, surprisingly good day at work. And nice. it doesn't hurt when it's 73 outside. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also recording this at, you know, five o'clock essentially. And there are a ton of kids playing on my street. So if we're just talking about stuff and you hear, you know, just <laughs> ambient voices we get it? in the background. Can we get an example, E? Well, I mean, if you hear a, <laughs> that that's not me. Then Liz's uh, uh, five-leg parlay just hit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, actually. Um, But anyway, also behind the scenes, uh, Taylor, I, I don't mind telling people this. Uh, I called you about 30 minutes ago, and I was like, what are we going to talk about? It's like, well, <laughs> let's figure it out. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is great. So we do we do have an outline, so yeah, we're going to we try to stick to it. We're going to try to stick to it. But can I tell you what I'm doing later this evening, Taylor? I would love to hear it. We're going back to trivia. Okay. What are the yeah. – what are the – are we just going to have fun, or are we looking to – to take home a championship. You know what? I think I'm going in with the mindset tonight of if we don't win, it is a colossal failure. Oh, okay. So you're setting the bar yeah. high. Yeah, there's there's no fun to be had tonight. I'm on a business trip. Yeah. So if you're playing trivia, would you? this is the only two scenarios. Like getting every single question right is not an option. If you're going to miss one question, like that's just inevitable – would you yeah. rather it happen on like the first round or the very last round? Like you're in contention and you miss one question in the last round and you lose because of it. I think I would prefer a middle round because that's what happened last time. So last time they they asked us 20 questions and my team, we got 18 out of 20. Okay. And I mean, that's so, pretty good. but yeah, I mean, but the two questions we missed were in the middle of the round. Okay. So how they split was it, it up was your go ahead your like middle uh, ante. Yeah, so I mean how they segmented segmented the trivia was you have a first half and a second half. So the first half we didn't miss a single question. You know we were ten for ten. We got to the halfway point or intermission as the MC called it, and he said, "All right, here are our leaders at intermission." And my team was first, 
We're like, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here bag. we go. In the bag. Like, <laughs> these questions are easy. Come on, man. And then I think we proceeded to miss the first two questions out of intermission. Mm. <laughs> so we got humbled real quick. See, um, so, this happens every single time I play trivia. Like, that exact thing where they start you off with the softballs. They get just give you the easiest questions. You're like, we're going to run this. And then they give you not even a hard question, just medium difficulty and immediately fall apart. You said we're going to run this, and I immediately thought of the Rihanna song. We're going to run this town tonight. Speaking yeah. of how yeah. was the halftime? What did you think of the halftime performance? So here, here's my opinion on halftime. I forgot how many songs of Rihanna that I like. You know, because she, she went she went out there and she she sang all the hits. And I was and just sitting there great. on my – she did. And I was just sitting there on my couch, and it just took me right back to Jesse Clark Middle School. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Know, just, you know, um, just, Ella, Ella, yeah, Ella, because a, whenever I got a, my, you know, my first iPod, a, a, you know, shout out iPod Shuffle, I had mm. that – I mean, I had the iPod Shuffle. It was essentially just that stick. I don't know if you yep. remember that. It, like it looks like a little, like, USB drive. Oh, yeah, and you would plug it into your computer, and you would go on iTunes, and you'd have to be pretty diligent about what songs you wanted to download because they cost a dollar a piece. Yep. And so I rem- the first songs I had on there, I had, like, Disturbia by Rihanna. Disturbia. The dog. Great song. Anyway, yeah, it's a great, it's a great song. And so whenever I was watching Halftime, because, you know, whenever they announced – Rihanna, I was like, oh, that might be that might be a good show because I haven't heard of Rihanna. She kind of her career, she has these vast lapses in whenever she comes out with a an album, and so I mean I haven't heard you know a Rihanna song in a while, honestly. Yeah. Intentionally, I really don't mind when artists do that because I feel like when they're just trying to pump stuff up out. So like for some artists it works, but other artists it's like you can tell they were just pumping things out. So it is nice when you have an artist like that when they're like, I'm going to release something whenever I feel inspired. Oh, I definitely prefer the Rihanna method as compared to, you know, I don't listen to this guy very much, but Morgan Wallen, you know, he he will just double album. Yeah, he'll constantly put out these double albums and it's just way too much content to internalize at once. And so I just find myself, I mean, essentially skipping through the entire album. And then I just rely on, you know, the Spotify playlist where it, you know, ranks the top 50 songs. You know, if it's a good song, it's probably going to be Apple? the top. No, Spotify is better than Apple Music. I'm dude. too far in right now. You need to switch, especially we upload on Spotify. I know, but I'm too far in my entire what, music what library. Too far in? I If I switched over... Getting all of my music that's on Apple over to Spotify would be absolutely helpless, hopeless, hope, hopeless and helpless. Both. So yes. <laughs> I'm not. So inform me, Apple Music. What what's the monthly subscription? Oh Lord, I couldn't tell you. Oh okay. Off but the top of my head, one, maybe right? 9.99. Oh okay. I honestly that, don't know what Spotify's is either. I know that's making me feel bad because I feel like I should know my monthly. Even though my wife and I, we have that Spotify subscription that it, it's like a duo subscription. So we play, we pay a reduced price for each of us having our own individual subscription so we can keep okay. our playlist separate. Does it ring a bell I, if I say a subscription service, I'm blanking on which one, is making it to where you have to change your password or like re-log in once a month to uh, I don't avoid... Know like duplicate or sharing well i know uh, i know all the streaming services are starting to crack down on that now it's honestly unfortunate yeah um (laughs) that's a real honestly honestly super unfortunate but going back to rihanna i thought the music was awesome i love i loved every single song she sang i think the production quality was honestly not that great wait what yeah i i you know, like the especially on, the elaborate on that. Like the background dancers. I mean, you you march them out there in white parkas, and they're just standing there, essentially stationary. Just I don't know. Whenever the epitome of halftime shows for me, and Liz is gonna laugh at this, 
but it's the JLo Shakira <laughs> halftime I show. I don't remember if I liked or disliked that one. It was amazing. And also, you have to think about the Beyonce Bruno Mars one. It's just compared to those two, I just didn't think the production was there. And obviously, you know, as she said after the fact, you know, I mean, she's pregnant. So, I mean, she's not going to go out there and just do like crazy stuff, you know? See, I, I think I'm on the opposite side. Like the production value, I was absolutely blown away just because of, I thought they did a, I don't know if it was her or a different choreographer, but I thought they did an incredible job of building this halftime performance around her, taking into account that she was pregnant. And like the floating stage, like see the first half of it, she essentially just got to stand there and let the stages, which I thought were so cool because it was so simple. Um, but it was just how the like two sides were mirrored. I thought that was a really cool way to add like a level, um, make it like a 3D performance. And the dancers, they did this a lot, I think after she got off of the um, like levitating podium, where the dancers, who I thought were incredible, they would do this like high velocity dance. And she would do the same idea, but just a super casual like, she's just like kind of chilling, but happens to be doing the same thing. And I thought that was a super, uh, I, I loved that vibe going on. And I, I just thought it was a super clever way of having her in her, her situation, have this incredible halftime performance. So I, I personally, I loved it. I'm saying this probably with recency bias because you were naming off the other halftime shows. I'm like, I don't remember those at all. So I think maybe, I suffer from some real uh, recency bias, but I loved it. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I thought it was an enjoyable halftime show. I'm not saying it was a bad halftime show. I'm just saying, is it? you know, Liz kind of had the same opinion. She was like, you know, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. You know, it was kind of one of those middle of the road halftime shows. I just personally enjoyed the music because I listened to all those songs. Oh, yeah. Especially when I was in middle and high school. Um, she because it's so good. Yeah, and you I was know, very surprised by how not well, not surprised. That makes it sound bad, but she just it sounded incredible. Yeah, and so I mean that's my opinion of the halftime show. But we'll agree. Were, to were you upset? I mean, I, we're not really disagreeing that much. You know, I liked it. I'm not well, saying it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but anyway, I have so, no clue how we got to where we are i don't know either but, but uh, taylor so organic do you, do you want to know the the seg the segment of the previous episode that uh caused the most stir amongst our listenership i'm gonna assume the trivia it, it is absolutely the taylor trivia segment what a shame well because honestly a lot of people relate to you and yeah, I wasn't trying to be mean by throwing that segment in, but a lot Maybe of people not, were but like, "It was mean that you didn't let me tap out." I'm gonna uh, die okay. On that so hill. what? What do you? I, w- I wanted to bring this up. What do you mean I didn't let you tap out? I was like, "Just tell me," and you're like, "No, no." Yes. I literally, if you listen back to it, okay, I so literally said, I, "Whenever you were going downhill, I said, do you give up?'" And you said, "No, no, 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 no." I was like, oh, okay. If you listen back, I did give you an out. So quit quit with the whole No, 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 no. Okay, maybe you gave me, me out. Maybe I said that one time, but there was also in addition to that a scenario where I said something I'm not pulling up exact receipts, so sue me. I said something along the lines of tell me. And you said no. No, you need to listen back. I think your perception of what actually occurred is off. Because there were I there were multiple times I was like, do you want a hint? And you're like, no, 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 no. I'm like, okay. I think that <laughs> did so happen. Much. And who knows? I could listen back and I could be 100% wrong because that is what happened with the very beginning of the episode when I thought you had said something along the lines of, how was your week? But 
I heard the, you wrong in that one, but I do think I'm standing what, my ground. What what I'm getting at is a lot of people reached out to me and they were sympathizing with you. They were That's essentially right. saying if you if you would have put me on the spot in the same way, I would have choked. You know, because it, it's hard, you know, because I go back to the Florida thing and my hint was it's in the state of Florida. And then you just couldn't think of a city in Florida uh, as evident by your Gainesville guess or Gainesville. That's what it was <laughs> anyway. And they were like, you know, it, it's amazing whenever you put someone on the spot, just the brain fart. I mean, it happens to, to everyone, you know, and so and a lot that of that information like stuff that you would learn in middle school or high school, the further I get removed from that, from like being in middle school, being in high school, I guess even college to an extent, the more impressed I am with how much knowledge they're just having shoved into their brains. Oh, sure. And it's like just a variety of subjects every single day, bringing in new information. And there was a point in time where a lot of these random things, like I feel like I could pull out of my brain, but I just, I saw a video yesterday doing long division. I was like, I don't think I don't even think I could do long division right now. Yeah. If I, you gave me like a, a timer. I, but I mean, just so many things I feel like I've forgotten. And it's so impressive how much information students are asked to take in on a regular basis. But due to the popularity of the trivia, I was like, we should do it again. But this time you are also going to ask me a question. Because I also got the feedback of, well, you you would have done the same essentially, you know. It's not I fair that you asked Taylor you you asked Taylor a question, <laughs> and you did not let him ask you a question. And I said, you know what? That's fair. They've got my back. And so, exactly. I was like, I get it. You know, that was a very impromptu segment. And so this time on this episode of You Must Be Bored. I'm going to ask you a question, and you are also going to ask me a question. And my and heart rate just... is spiking. Let's do no, this. No, it's all good. Do you, do you want to ask your question to me first? No, because then I'm going to feel way worse if you just knock it out of the park. Okay. So do you? Let's just I let's get this you... over with. All right. Let's let's get it over with. All right. The panic is setting in. Here we go. I think I would rather you ask me just an incredibly hard question that there's no way I would know the answer to than what right. you think is like an alley-oop or a, just a lob to me. Okay. But so, yeah, go ahead. Th so this question, I will give you two hints. Okay? okay. And the category is world's most valuable sports teams. Okay. okay. Are you tracking? I'm tracking. I'm not feeling good because I assume at least one is a soccer team and I'm, I don't feel very knowledgeable in soccer, but here, go on. here we go. In 2022, Forbes okay. compiled a list of the 10 most valuable sports teams in the world. The top three are the Dallas Cowboys at number one. Okay. Well, I hate that. That's one of the ones you're giving me. Cause that was one of my, my guesses. No, I got you. Number two is the new England Patriots. And number three is the Los Angeles Rams. Can you round out the top ten? And this is in the world, not the U.S.? It's in the world. Okay, I'm going to take a whiff but on— can, Here, I'll, I'll give you a hint before you even start. I'm being super nice. They are all in the United States. Okay, okay. Um, Let's see. And you said ten? Yes. So you gave me Dallas Cowboys, Patriots, and Rams— Yes. Uh, I'll go New York Yankees. New York Yankees are number four at $6 billion. Jeez. Let's see. Boston Celtics? No. That really throws a wrench. Uh, Golden State Warriors? Golden State Warriors are number eight at five point six billion. All right, so right now I have five of the ten. Yes. Uh, is it Chicago Blackhawks? No. Are there how are there multiple uh, NHL teams? There are zero in NHL teams. Thank goodness. I don't know any. 
Uh, okay, let's see. Most valuable teams. You have two hints. Okay. Give me a hint. There are two more franchises in the city of New York on this list. Is it the Knicks? The Knicks are number six. That's surprising right now. At $5.8 billion. New York Knicks. You said there's one more besides the Knicks. Um, New York. It's not the Brooklyn Nets, right? No. Okay. Uh, the New York Jets or Giants? New York Giants are number five at $6 billion. That's another one that's surprising to me just off the spot. So you need seven, nine, and ten. Seven, nine, and ten. Okay. Um, I'll take my other hint. Two of them are NFL franchises. Pittsburgh Steelers? No. Kansas City Chiefs? No. Baltimore Ravens? No. Cincinnati Bengals? Can I give you another hint because you're going? L.A. Raiders. No. What? Uh, wait. Where 49ers. do you think the Raiders are? I said L.A. I meant Las Vegas. <laughs> Oops. No. Um, you you San, have to think. San Francisco ma- 49ers. No. Major markets. So we took care of the New York market, right? Think about other major. Probably media Chicago markets. Bears. Chicago Bears are number seven at five point eight billion. It's surprising. A lot of these um, NFL teams are not very good right now. <laughs> I know, but I mean, it's just it's a valuation, and they're big because of the cities they're in. Am I still missing two two teams? Yes, nine and ten. Mm. One is an NFL team. One is an NBA team. L.A. Lakers? L.A. Lakers are number 10. Number 9 is pretty hard. Okay? I will give you this. It's in the NFL. Uh-huh. And it's on the East Coast. On the East Coast? Well, I, yeah. I don't know if it's actually on the coast, but it's on the Eastern Seaboard. Is it the Panthers? No. Okay. I was gonna. That seems like a long shot. On the East. I'm blanking on... They actually just recently went up for sale. Oh, that was um. Oh, come on! I just saw you got this. it. Come on! I don't think I got this, but I remember seeing this. The old owner was Dan Snyder. Oh, um, uh, the Washington Football Team or Commanders? Yes, Washington. Wait, Commanders really? They're nine. What? Yeah, five point six billion. That feels like they don't belong on that list. Yeah, that's why whenever I was putting this together and I was looking at the Forbes article, um, initially, whenever I was looking at this, I almost threw it out because I was like, it's going to be all soccer teams. You know, that's what I when you asked the question in retrospect now, obviously, I was wrong about that. But I was thinking it's going to be like. Eight out of the ten being soccer teams. No, but I think, and I might be wrong on this, I think the first soccer team to pop up on the list was at, like, number 13 or 14, and I believe it was Real Madrid. Are they – but I thought their players – I thought people made so much money playing soccer. Well, they do, but I I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I was honestly surprised to not see any soccer teams in the top ten. Yes, that is very surprising. Yeah. Okay. I I like that question. Yeah. See, there we go. I was like, it's a sports question, so I felt like it would be kind of more, you know, in your ballpark of knowledge, you know, because I know you watch sports. I know you watch a lot of NBA. There are some NBA teams on here. So yeah, I felt that. I like that question. Like that was a good question. We're back on good terms. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Your trivia question. Give it to me. Now, this was going off of, we talked 30 minutes before we started this. Yep. And you mentioned Albert Einstein. Okay. So I was thinking something in the science department. Okay. 
I feel like this is going to be much harder than any of the questions I gave you. Potentially. (laughs) You're not making me feel good, but go ahead. Okay, there are six naturally occurring noble gases. Oh my gosh, okay. Can you name those six? Hydrogen? Um, to my knowledge, no. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. I'll give you one, okay? Okay. Helium. Okay. Um, hydrogen? To my knowledge, no. Hopefully. I'm just going off of a list. This I is found. objectively much harder <laughs> than either of the other. See, this is one of the things like some like anyone in high school probably like currently in high school would be able to rattle this off. Well, maybe not everybody, but I don't a lot of people so. in high school. I mean, you got to think. I, I'm just on. I'm I'm struggling to even think of gases. Uh. I mean, it's got to be. It can't be like carbon monoxide because that's a combination. Um, Do you want me to give you initials to some or abbreviations? I should say. Oh, could you give me like the two letter? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 Let's do that. This is gonna be hard. I know. <laughs> but, okay. R N. Radon. Yes. I, the only reason I know that is because of if you watch The Office, they do the radon detection <laughs> episode the and they put it right above. Handy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. X E. Xylophone. Um, <laughs> Correct. X E. Yep. I don't think I would have gotten this one. Pass. What? What is it? Xenon. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> um, All right. N E. No, not nitrogen, because that's just N, right? And you already not said nitrogen. no to nitrogen. Uh, what's another N? Neon. Yep. Okay. Okay. We're cooking. We got two more. Okay. This is, if I'm wrong, I blame whatever list I found. Okay. These are supposedly the six naturally occurring noble gases. Okay. Okay. Um, A R. (laughs) (laughs) No idea. I'm not even going to sit here and, you know, attempt to guess. Argon. Okay. I mean, I think I've heard of that before. Argon doesn't really sound like a gas. <laughs> For being honest. Okay, last okay. one. K R. Um uh Kron Kronos. Um I think that is Kronos a Superman? Kron- no, Kronos is uh I think it's a Greek god. <laughs> no, uh is Kronos is I was Kronos way is either off. no Kronos is uh either a god or a titan in Greek mythology, I'm pretty sure. Um no he yeah, I think he's a Titan. Anyway, we're getting he's off the track. leader of the first generation of Titans. KR um, over here. Is he in Superman? <laughs> uh uh Superman uh Kryptonian. Uh, that's close. That was why I was trying to force a hint. Are you there. for real? Yeah. Uh, Krypton. That's yep. The planet. No way. <laughs> okay. To my knowledge, yep. <laughs> wow. Congratulations. That was okay. That's, I don't want to hear any any complaints. What this will be an ongoing segment. You came out with a doozy. <laughs> a question. Listen, I didn't have a whole lot of time to prepare. I literally found my question five minutes before we hopped on this call. You're better at trivia. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm over here giving you sports teams, and you're like, "What are the six noble gases?" Man, I don't that know. was 
that was better than the first question I had, which was going to be there are three uh, main groups on the periodic table: metals, non-metals, non-metal- and metalloids. Can, Can we you also? Name the I also <laughs> love the fact how you're like, I'll, I'll go ahead and give you one off the rip, and you gave the most obvious one: helium. <laughs> I was, I was hoping like, oh, it would, I probably could have gotten that one. I was hoping it would spark <laughs> some up. some inspiration. You started with like Krypton. Cuz that would have been much more helpful. I tried. There was no shot. Actually no, you should have started with Xenon cuz I've never even heard of that before. Xenon. What is There there a, had to be a movie. There was like a Disney movie, right? It's like yes, Xenon that's what's, C3. Yeah. Yes. That's, Look out. Something was my Disney Channel knowledge from back in the day. I'm pretty sure there was a movie called Xenon Z3. I'm looking it up. <laughs> anyway, so there there is your uh, weekly trivia with Ethan and Taylor. I'm going to increase the difficulty next week because Taylor totally established um, the level of difficulty that this needs to be from here on out, apparently. Please don't do this. You 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 did this to yourself. No, I no, I will keep it mine. I will keep it. I'll keep it kind of similar. You're gonna come. It's out all swinging. good. I'm 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 honestly not mad. That was a good question. I probably should know the six noble gases, but we honestly we probably could just look up questions from Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Probably. We should would struggle to myself more than you the, think. I know. Watching that, I'm like, yeah, fifth grader would definitely know that. I sure don't. Do you know the order of operations? PEMDAS. PEMDAS. That's right. Parentheses, exponents, multiplication, division, addition, subtraction. Look at Did they change that recently? I don't know. I don't know. I think I saw something where the order of operations changed. <laughs> Who knows, man? We, we, let's move on. Let's move okay. on. That was trivia with Ethan and Taylor. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you played along with us. And if you knew the six noble gases, you are smarter than I. <laughs> I didn't um, know them. For so what's worth. In our uh, planning meeting, aka 30 minutes before we started recording, uh, we decided that we were going to do another Mount Rushmore, Taylor. What Mount Rushmore are we going to do this week? We are doing a Mount Rushmore of places to live, places we would like to live. Yes. But so I think you and I would both agree that, you know, even though you currently live there, I don't currently. But we love Lexington. Yes. It's a great place to live. It's just the perfect size. It's not a small town. It's not a huge city. There's stuff to do. Uh, Lexington will always be my number one. Yes. I actually was surprised. I was lo- I just looked at a couple of lists because I was blanking on places, and – I was surprised one of the lists, Lexington, was in the top, like, 100. Well, Lexington okay. routinely higher than that. Lexington routinely pops up on those lists of best places to live. Because you know, if you think about it, you know, there are a lot of things to do. It's relatively safe, great school system. It's just a Central great place to, to a lot of other cities. Correct. I I'd mean, say that's one of the biggest a six-hour drive of so many, you know, hubs. Any direction. Six, yeah, six hours from Atlanta, six hours from Detroit, six hours from Chicago, six hours from St. Louis. Nashville's three hours away. I mean, you're just around a lot of stuff. Pittsburgh. Yeah. And so, anyway, it, this is places that we would live if we couldn't live in Lexington. Okay. So, I'll start it off. Sounds my good. Number one, when, we might share some because I feel like your taste and my tastes are pretty similar when it comes to this stuff. What's this? So if say you said one that I have, do I have to scratch that one off my list? Just say that you agree. Okay. Yeah. My number one is Denver. And okay. my reasoning for Denver is going back to previous episodes. I do like I love to ski. I also hate hot weather. I just and I can talk about this later. There, there are a lot of people in my life who love the state of Florida. I just don't get the appeal of Florida personally. I think I it's because probably have to share that sentiment. I, I mean, as far as it, living there full time. Don't get me wrong. The beach is very relaxing. Um, 
but I just don't think I could personally live in a place where it was 90 degrees all the time. And so anyway, it's going humid. back to, yeah, I just, it's, it's just not for me. I know some people love the heat. It's fine. Um, I'm more of a cold weather person. I'm one of those weird people. I much prefer snow to 95 degrees and humid. So I feel like Denver is a, it's a pretty popping place. You know, there, it's a big city. It's right next to the mountains. Um, so in the winter, I could just pop up to the mountains to ski. And also during the summer, you know, I would probably want to live more on the mountainous side of Denver, but you know, it doesn't get extremely hot. And so at least to me, Denver would be the ideal spot if I couldn't live in Lexington. Okay. That's a good first pick. Yeah. That, that's my one, one. I'll have to do some recon on that because we'll be in recording Wednesday right now. I'll actually be there for a day on we Friday. There in, yeah. We will be there in three days. So we'll have to, basically it's probably going to end up being go out to get dinner and that's going to be our night out. <laughs> we can find a good spot in Denver. I've been oh, to Denver yeah. before. I I did really, really enjoy it. Yeah. All right. My first pick is also going to be in Colorado. Uh, really anywhere in Colorado, but I'll say Breckenridge. A little bougie. Okay. I just. What's your I, reasoning been, for Breckenridge? Uh, it was one of the most serene experiences of, I've had. It, and this could be because of the context of when I was there, but we had just done a summit. I'm blanking on what the name of that summit was, uh, but okay. it, it's the first and only one I've done. And after that, we left super early that day. And so we got down probably mid afternoon and we went to Breckenridge. Like we were staying there. So we got to walk, we were within walking distance and we walked down there and it's basically you can walk just on the street and they have tables. Most of the restaurants do. And we just sat there and had a beer, and it was one of the best times I've had as far as just existing. Yeah. So, and that's – so I don't know as far as actually living there. That could change things. But I absolutely love that. And every single time I go to Colorado, I, I mean, every single time I have the thought, I would love to live here. It is so gorgeous, and eventually I would love to live there. Yeah. Now, I – and Breckenridge, correct me if I'm never been to Breckenridge, by the way. So isn't it like a resort town? Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's very seasonal in terms of, you know, foot traffic within the town. You know, because, you know, the place that we go, you and I go to ski, you know, Winter Park, it's also a resort town. And, I mean, just the scenery. You know, even during the summer, you just look around and you're just like, this is gorgeous. Yes. It feels you like you, it feels like you're in a movie when you're there. Yeah. And so in a, every Christmas during, movie ever, it feels like they built it based off of that. Well, and even during the winter, you know, just even walking through the resort, you know, whenever we're going to a restaurant on the resort, we're just walking through the ski village you're just walking through and it's just dumping snow and there's snow <laughs> on the ground everywhere. And you're like, am I in the North pole? <laughs> you know, just, it's magical. It, I mean, it's, it's awesome as someone who loves snow. I mean, it just, it really, you know, gets the juices going. <laughs> you're just like, man, this is awesome. It is. But, and like, not everything doesn't shut down when it snows. It's kind of everything correct. comes to life when it snows there. Correct. And then even personally, you know, during the summer when you go out there i mean it rarely gets above 80 um yes, and the mountains are beautiful and it's, it's not humid you know which is a big thing you know because i'll go out there in the summer to golf and i'm rarely hot you know even when it is 80 and the dry I mean, heat yeah i mean and the scenery is gorgeous you know you just there's nothing like it so i, uh, I love that pick and my second pick not to like cut you off oh no but it's pretty keep it moving it's it's pretty similar to breckenridge i have personally never been here but it's kind of the vibe i'm going for is jackson hole wyoming and, and my reasoning for this is pretty much all the reason reasons you said for breckenridge 
is it's very scenic. I'm also, and I know this is going to sound weird, especially with the places I'm probably going to name later in this Mount Rushmore, but I'm not a big city guy personally. Um, So, you know, like when I say Denver, I'm not living in downtown Denver. I want to live on the outskirts. Yeah. Um, Jackson Hole is just seems to me to be ideal in terms of space, you know, because I'm admittedly I'm a hermit. You know, <laughs> I, I Liz and I stay in all the time We're, you know, we'll socialize every now and then. But both of us aren't very outgoing in terms of our social lives. And so, you know, the ideal the idea of having, you know, like 100 acres is very appealing. Absolutely. And what better place to have 100 acres than Jackson Hole? Yes. Jackson Hole gorgeous. is I was I looked it up just to make sure I had been there. And Jackson Hole, that is a great pick. It is gorgeous. And like the Grand Tetons, the water there is crystal clear. It is one of the most beautiful scenes. Oh, yeah. And also sign me up for any place that has snow on the ground six months out of the year. (laughs) Sign me up. I love snow. That's a great pick. Wyoming, that's one... Like vast parts of Wyoming just are untouched. Yeah, that's a, that was a great pick. Yeah, yeah. I, I I've never personally been there, but I mean, you see, Jackson Hole is just growing in popularity anyway. Yes. So I don't know how much longer it's going to be this very tranquil uh, place to go visit. You know, I think it's just going to keep growing, which honestly is unfortunate. Yeah. But with that, um, you could maybe find maybe it's not Jackson Hole, but there's plenty of space there will be another find like a, a small town close to Jackson. Yeah, Hole. There, there will be another spot that pops up, you know, once a place like Jackson Hole gets overrun with people. But yeah, that's my that number. Was a great two. pick. Yeah, that's a great pick. Dang. Good stuff. Kind of wish I would thought about that. Dang. All right. What's okay, your number well, two? My second pick, I will go with. Italy. I know it's not a city, but not a city. It's what I'm going with. And (laughs) I really just I just want to make pasta with an Italian grandma and drink some red wine with it. Okay. And if I live there for two years just for that. In terms in terms of international destinations, would you say Italy is at the top of your list? Currently, yes, because you've never been there, right? I have not. I've I have my passport, but I still have yet to be out of the country because I right. got unfortunately I got my passport a month before everything shut down. So that summer I was going to go and I was like, I'm no matter what, I'm going to make it happen. We're going to go out of country. And then. So what I'm hearing is summer of 2024. We're going to go to Italy. OK, done. All right. Fair enough. I'll let I'll let my wife know. You let uh, your significant other know as well. Um, I'll Deal. go ahead and book the tickets and well, you know what? We won't even tell them. How about hey, that? We'll just all we need to say is, hey, we have something fun planned this weekend. Just make sure to block off your calendar. Yeah. Well, or uh, we'll we'll just schedule it, you know, because my wife, she'll be on summer break. Actually, your significant other might need a little bit more warning with her work. But. We'll give them fair enough warning. We'll be like, hey, just block off these 10 days. What are we doing? Oh, don't worry about it. It's just don't it's worry small. about it. Just, um, you know, we're actually just, you know, we're going to get together. Um, but also we're uh, just going to go on a little wine tasting. Also bring a suitcase, a big and, one. Yeah. And also get your passport ready <laughs> just in case. Yeah. So, OK, well, yeah, we'll do that. I'll, I'll you know, that's in the works. So it's all good. <laughs> all good right. Uh, I believe your third pick. Okay. My, uh, my third pick, which is my penultimate, as okay. I learned. I use penultimate in my vocab. I know. Way I know. too frequently. That was for... one of my embarrassing moments from the first episode is when you said, is this your penultimate? And I said no, because I didn't know what it meant. To be, to be fair, that's a silly word to just have in your repertoire regular, regularly. So no, it's, I'll take some it's of the fine. there. All right. So my third pick. And this probably has some recency bias to it, and it's mainly due to the climate of this place, but uh, Seattle. 
tell me about your you went there recently tell me about that trip so or tell the we, listeners about that trip so we my wife and i we uh spent a week in the seattle tacoma area um we spent half of that week at mount rainier national park where we got an airbnb cabin in the middle of nowhere and it was awesome those are the best trips it was one of the best Airbnbs I've ever stayed at. The cabin was super nice. It had a hot tub. It had like this whole outdoor dining area. You felt Ooh. super secluded. Uh, it's just so quiet. I just looked at a picture. Um, this is gorgeous. Yeah. So we did Mount Rainier for half the week, and then we spent the back half of the week in Seattle proper. Um, it was just really nice. Um, I even thought downtown Seattle, and I'm not a huge downtown guy, was really clean. Uh, there wasn't a ton of commotion, you know, because you and you always hear on the news, and I'm sure it's most of it's just you know people wanting to complain about stuff. But you always hear about like the Pacific Northwest and how it's all going downhill, and you know it's the worst, but it's a practically a war zone. And I I was actually there. It was super clean, and I never once felt in danger. <laughs> so, um, I'm looking at pictures of downtown Seattle right now, it looks nice. It's it's really there's a ton of stuff to do. I mean, all the tech companies are there, so there's a ton of money pumped into downtown. Um, but going going back to you know Mount Rainier, we actually rented a Tesla while we were there. Oh yeah. And so EVs are a huge thing up there in the Pacific Northwest. And so, you know, we didn't think anything of it. And, you know, before we went, we were like, we should probably make sure there's a charging station in the national park. You know, because we didn't want the national park was like an hour and a half away from Seattle. We didn't want to get there. And all of a sudden we didn't have anywhere to charge. Stuck. <laughs> and so That's a good point. I didn't there, that didn't cross my mind. We get there and took like half the battery to get there. And so we actually rented it off this app called Turo, which is essentially Airbnb for cars. Also to the listeners out there, if you want to find a car that is cheaper than you can get at Enterprise or Hertz or a rental car company like that, go on Turo and you would be amazed at the cars you can find for the price that they are going for. It's insane. T-U-R-O. Sponsor us. Yes. So anyway, we got a Tesla, took half the battery to get there. And, you know, our Turo host was said, you know, we actually have an at-home connection in the trunk. And essentially what that means is I can just plug it into an outlet and the, it'll charge the car. And so I pulled the car up into the Airbnb lot and I plugged it into an outdoor plug and I tripped the breaker. Ooh. The outdoor Ooh. plug wasn't quite, uh, didn't quite have the voltage needed to charge the Tesla. Was it just a regular like outlet you plug like a lamp? Oh yeah, in? oh yeah. <laughs> and this this cabin, I mean, it had just been renovated. It's an old cabin, so I'm sure the outdoor plugs are super old. And I was like, well, this isn't good. And then I looked up how much charge it would take a to get to the actual hiking trails we wanted to go on and we didn't have enough charge. Oh. And so I was like, Oh my gosh. And so Were you able to find another, another spot to charge. So, yeah. So I got online, I'm like Tesla chargers near me. And apparently there was one five miles away. I was like, Oh my gosh, oh, thank God. Perfect. But if you look at the reviews, all the reviews, people were saying, don't go here. They don't want, cause it was at a hotel. They're like, if you're a non-guest at this hotel, they won't let you charge whatever. Please tell me you didn't have to buy like a night at the hotel just to charge up. No, but I called the place and they're like, I mean, we'll let you charge, but you're going to have to pay a fee. I said, okay. So like, much how is much fee? is the fee? And they said, it's going to be $50 an hour. How much would a, do you have to pay, say you go to just a regular charge station. Do you have yeah. to pay for that? I mean, you just pay for the electricity, but like whenever we, that? we charge yeah. the car almost from empty to full in downtown Seattle at a supercharger station, it costs like 18 bucks and That's it charged nice. in, I don't know, 12 minutes. And so nice. you'll get a, 
we I hooked up to this. I was like, I mean, that seems kind of steep. Hopefully it charges in under an hour. So I hook it, hooked it up to the charger at this hotel and it's not a supercharger. So I plug it into the car and the car said three hours till full. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't have any other alternatives. And so I just kind of bucked up and I, I just forked it over because I was like, oh, I mean, we have to have charge. I'm not going to be stranded here. You don't have many options. And so luckily, the ne- I'm not I'm going to cut the story off. Luckily, the next day we found like this state park uh, office slash resort that had chargers and also hiking paths. So and they they didn't charge us anything, essentially. Just drop and, it off, go for a charge. Yeah, a so I would just drop the car off, and, you know, I'd go to the front desk. I think I actually did have to pay something. It was like three bucks an hour. It was super. Small. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, so I just I would just plug the car and just let it sit all day while Liz and I go hike. Do you know what and happens so, if say you're you're driving, you're randomly on the side of the road, you run out of battery? Do, what do they bring? Just like a different battery, and you just trade it out or do they bring another no. car that has a special charge what are they no, doing i mean it, i mean you're calling a tow truck it's it's just like any other car you call a tow truck and then get the tow truck to take take you to a charger okay i was yeah. thinking along the lines of you know if you break or not break down if you run out of gas you could have someone bring a gas tank so i was, no. I was going on that train there, there's no like portable battery pack or anything gotcha. like that so that that is uh that is why Seattle is number three and the climate's just great like it felt amazing the entire time we were there. Um, I looked up Seattle while you were talking. I don't know that I knew Seattle was on like basically on the water. Yeah. No, we took a boat tour. Um, that was super cool. Um, it, it you know is it's just a very scenic city and the tour guide gave us a lot of really interesting facts about the city. Nice. So I'm going to go into my, my I'm going to bounce off of that with my number three. And it's going to be actually similar reasoning to yours. Uh, my number three is going to be San Francisco. Again, recency bias. Uh, but we went out there. Uh, Catherine, she got me for Christmas tickets to a Warriors game out there. So we went out. We had, I think, a full day and then kind of like a half day with the game that night. And it was just. It was beautiful walking along the bayside of the city. And I know it is extremely expensive, so logistically that probably doesn't actually work. But if expenses were not um, a, a consideration, I would say San Francisco. I would love to live in San Francisco. Um, but I think it would have to be right around, um, is it Candlestick? Candlestick, the giant yeah, stadium, or so that one was actually a little bit further away. I think. What's what are the the Giants? What is what's their stadium? I don't know the name of the stadium. I want. I thought it was Candle something, but I actually I, I wouldn't want to live in an apartment now just because with dogs like we've had a backyard and that makes it so much easier. So yeah, this w- is kind of just like a little pocket reality. We saw these apartments, which it was like a 30 second walk from the Giants baseball stadium and like a five to 10 minute walk from the Warriors arena. And it was this apartment built above a New Belgium brewing. I was like, I would pay so much money to live in that apartment. So specifically, I don't know the name of those apartments, but that specific apartment would be my number three. Well, there you go. That specific apartment in San Francisco. Uh, I don't know the name of. It's probably like <laughs> $10,000 a month. Um, So my number four is kind of a stock answer, I feel like. And um, it's Chicago. 230, uh, baby, won't you meet me by the bean? <laughs> I, I baby, just, you can show me things. I think... And when I say Chicago, I'm not living in downtown Chicago. I'm talking the suburbs. So, but in terms of big cities, I've probably been to Chicago the most. Um, Just throughout my childhood, you know, my parents, they would always go to this music conference up in Chicago. So I would go up there every now and then. Uh, It's just a cool 
city. I, I don't really have any other reasoning besides <laughs> that. Uh, just, I don't know. I just, every time I was in Chicago, I just loved it. Uh, I know the food scene's great in Chicago. You've got the Chicago mm, pizza. heat dish thing going on. Mm. Yeah. Uh, even Chicago-style hot dogs. Yeah. So, and you know, a huge sports, sports town. Yeah. yeah, a huge sports town. And so I feel like I could latch on to a professional sports team because, you know, and you know this too, being in Kentucky, it's hard to latch on to a pro sports team because we don't have any. I guess Cincinnati Reds and Bengals. I mean, and Bengals yeah, are good we have now, the Reds but... and Bengals, but, you know, I, I, I like the Reds. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not a diehard fan. Yeah, I have a so, hard time watching a lot of baseball, too. I mean, I'll, I'll keep up with the Reds, and then since I'm down here in Bowling Green, we're only an hour north of Nashville, I've kind of latched on to the Titans just to have a football team. Yes. But other than that, it's, it's super hard to latch on to a team. And, you know, if you do, you know, I always I make fun of my buddy Angelo. You know, if, if I really want to get him going, because he loves the Boston Celtics. He oh, he loves all that loves the Celtics. And he started becoming a fan around the time when they got good. <laughs> so, hey, I, I can relate to that. I know. I know. But if I, if I really want to get him going, I'll call him a bandwagon fan. He's like, Oh, you, you, I've been with them through the bad. And <laughs> so, you keep vamping but, here. I'm going to text him right now and say, are you a bandwagon Celtics fan? Oh my gosh. He will flip out. <laughs> so, but anyway, but it, the whole reason people like you latch on to the Warriors, Angelo latches on to the Celtics. It's because we don't have any pro sports teams here. And I feel like Chicago is the ultimate sports town. And I just feel like there would be no shortage of opportunities to root for a team. And I think you Boston know, would have a riot about that one. The ultimate yeah, sports sound. Yeah, Boston's I I think you think of Boston because the Patriots are so successful, but if you compare Boston to Chicago, Chicago has two baseball teams. You know, Chicago has an NBA team, they have an NFL team. Um they have NHL. Do they have do they have two NHL teams? Am I making that up? I can't confirm I can't... or deny that. That's actually but, as far as cities go uh, and sports franchises, Boston versus Chicago, that's a great. They both well, have you a gotta throw in New history. York, too. Yes. You know, New York, fair. just from the sheer volume. I, I put New York and Chicago just above Boston because of the volume of teams that they have. Boston. But there, they there's have no a lot doubt. Of championships. I know, but there's no doubt Boston sports teams are super successful. But I also think our mind is kind of skewed a little bit. Because our generation, we grew up with the Patriots just being dominant. Like the generation it, before had the Celtics. Yeah, the generation before had one. the Celtics. You know, the the Red Sox are usually always relevant, but you know, in terms of actual World Series recently, I, I mean, there are other teams out there that have been as successful, if not more successful, than them. But anyway, we're kind of getting off topic here. Chicago is my number four, just because of the sports aspect, I'm not a city guy, but I do like downtown Chicago. Uh, so anyway, that's that's okay. my number four. Let's see. I didn't rank any of mine in order, so I kind of have three left. Um, I'll oh, go. Mm, if I have to pick one, I'll say. New York City, but for one month. Just just for a spurt. Yes. I think I would love it for a month, and then after that, I think I would feel utterly drained. I, I You had kind of mentioned earlier just, like, not being a big city person. And I think usually I would I would be in that same sentiment. But I, I do think in small spurts, I enjoy being in a big city and being able to walk just walk around and you can walk 15 minutes and pass 20 restaurants. Um, but after that first month, I think it would probably fall off, but I'll stick with that answer uh, as my number four. 
And then do you have any leftover for honorable mention? Uh, I mean, I guess I'll just throw out, this isn't really a specific place, but you know, you know, three of my top four are Denver, Seattle, and Chicago are big cities. And I keep saying I'm not a city guy, right? <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I, I, I realized after the fact that I'm sitting here, I'm not a city guy, but three of my top four are cities. I'm going to throw out the caveat. I would need to live on the outskirt of these cities because of the reasoning you just said for New York. I think living downtown in a bustling city would be cool for about a month. Yes. And, and I would get super tired of it. We're in agreement there. Yeah. But honestly, my ideal spot is to just have land somewhere and just essentially just have space to do whatever I wanted. <laughs> you know, just I don't have anybody breathing down my neck. I don't have any nosy neighbors. I, you know, you pull up to my homestead, if you want to call it that. And I have like a long gravel driveway up to my house and I'm sitting on, you know, like 50 acres. That would be the ideal spot. But I mean, I can't just say, oh, my <laughs> my number one place is uh, Midway, Kentucky. You know, just a really <laughs> small country town. You know, I think for the sake of listening to this, this is if I these are big places that I would live besides Lexington. Just know that my absolute ideal spot is to have land somewhere where there aren't just droves of people bugging me all the time. Utopian Being the hermit the hermit that I am. You're a wonderful you're you are a uh, what's the word I'm going for? I'm pulling out vocal, but that's not it. A social you are a social hermit. I feel like yeah. you pull out the social butterfly when you need to. Oh yeah. Um, utopian living scenario so whenever i say a circular plot of land i'm talking massive like a massive plot of land okay maybe not massive a large one split it into wedges and say you have let's say four wedges quarters and everyone lives in those quarters and where the where they meet in the center that would be the backyard area of it so everyone's houses would be as far as they could be away from each other in the circle. But you just have a bunch of friends who live there and you share your backyard. It's basically just one giant fenced in circular backyard. And you just get to live with your friends with enough space to where it still feels like you have your your own personal bubble of space. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Let's make it happen. Uh, let's Let's do it. Well, Taylor. We have reached the hour mark, I believe, if I'm looking at the timer correctly. We have. Wow. Look at us. We're getting better. After that first episode of an hour and 30 minutes or whatever it was, we're, we are getting down to the time frame where we want it to be. We are. We're refining the process. Hey, and I feel like this is a pretty good episode that was put together in less than 30 minutes. We put a lot of thought into this. We did. We did. But I have a parting question not... for you. Oh, okay, what is that? Okay, my parting, what was the rule? That we don't take ourselves very seriously, and this is just for fun. Absolutely. Great rule. I do remember that rule. So what's the parting question? My parting question, because we will be in Colorado this weekend. Yes. What are your thoughts on skiing versus snowboarding? Skiing all the way. It's just not even comparable in my mind from an enjoyability standpoint. I think snowboarding maybe looks cooler, but I'm at a point now where I don't care about that because the cool factor isn't worth it once I tumble down the mountain and I'm twisted up like a towel. I just, since and I'm not tooting my own horn, I'm pretty good at skiing. I just don't want to go through the learning because we don't live out there. So it's not like, oh, I can just, you know, periodically hop on a snowboard and try to figure it out. If I, if I want to learn how to snowboard, I'm going just going to have to commit to it one of the times I'm out there per year, which is only once or twice. And I feel like it's just a waste. I want to go out there and enjoy myself. And I know skiing. I can do that skiing. Yes. As opposed to going out there and spending the entire time trying to learn how to snowboard. 
the first time we went out, uh, we both started on snowboard. It was yeah. a painful experience. Yes. I think that you hated it. I hated it. Which was, it was, that was fair. It was a rough experience. You just can't you fall, save yourself. I know. And on skis, when you fall, like the skis just come off. Yes, you might tumble, but at least you're just tumbling with your, your body. It's whatever. But when you fall on a snowboard, like your feet are stuck to the snowboard. Yeah. So you just twist in ways you didn't know you could twist. Yeah, I agree with that. That's all I, I had on the it, party. It's, it, it is skiing 100%. 100 times out of 100 over snowboarding. At this point in life, yes, I would absolutely agree. If I lived out there, I wouldn't mind to learn how to snowboard, but since I'm only out there once or twice a year, I don't want to spend my entire trip trying to learn how to do it when I know I can ski. So anyway, that is is my answer to your parting question. Wonderful. I got nothing else. Are are we going to sing the outro again? You must be bored. See you all. Have a great week.